You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 87. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there. My name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. For this episode, I wanted to continue answering questions from my podcast audience. For those who may not be as familiar with the podcast, in past episodes, I've given out a phone number where you can call in and leave me a question about voice acting as a voicemail. From time to time, I'll pick the most relevant questions I receive and answer them here on the podcast. Let's get started. Let's answer some questions from you, our listeners. Hey, Crispin. My name is Justin. I'm from San Diego. Uh, I was talking with my career counselor, and she said that a good way to gain experience and, uh, in a way, research uh, careers is to um, shadow or apprentice under professionals. So my question is if uh, voiceover uh, actors and directors are open to this because that would supposed to be a cool uh, way to gain experience. Thank you for answering for the question. Bye. Greetings, Justin. Thanks for your question. I have noticed a trend in recent years where many students are now reaching out to professionals in careers that interest them and asking for opportunities to shadow or apprentice under them or perhaps interview them. These students are often given this assignment by their teachers or career counselors. I understand and applaud the idea of apprenticeship. I think it can be far more educational to work with someone who actually makes a living in your field of interest than to simply study that career from a distance. Not only does apprenticeship allow you to learn practical skills from someone who has already been successful, but it also gives you some hands-on experience so you can decide for yourself whether that type of career really suits you. However, there are some unique challenges that arise from trying to shadow people who are working as voice actors, especially in the world of animation and video games. First, there is the issue of secrecy. Many production studios are working on games or animated shows that are extremely confidential. Often, as a voice actor, I must sign non-disclosure agreements, NDAs for short, promising not to reveal any information about the projects I am working on. I've even had to sign NDAs before being allowed just to audition for certain top-secret projects. If you are an outsider who is asking to enter that confidential environment, it can be very difficult to justify your presence in the studio. Producers want to eliminate all possible information leaks so this means they have almost no incentive to allow strangers into the room. Second, there is the issue of artistic privacy. Some actors become uncomfortable if there are strangers in the room watching them work. They would rather limit their performance environment to only those people who are actually collaborating with them on the project. Not every actor is like this. Some actors are fine with people watching their process, but some are not. As an outsider, you need to be sensitive to this. 
Some voice directors may also be reluctant to let strangers in the room who are not helping to create the project. They may find it distracting to have extra people around, or they may feel it restricts their ability to direct or to help their actors achieve optimum performances. There are many reasons why having non-essential people in a studio might make creators uncomfortable, and this can hurt a project. Third, there are so many people who would like to be a part of the entertainment industry that if an actor or director agrees to allow one person to shadow them, they risk being inundated with similar requests. There are far more people who dream of being a voice actor or director than there are positions available. Voice actors and directors are also public figures and tend to attract a lot more attention than people in more typical professional career paths, like law, medicine, or engineering. The natural popularity of performers, coupled with the vast numbers of people who would like to pursue a career as a performer, means that a voice actor will get many more requests to have people follow them than they can possibly accommodate. It would be unfair to decide arbitrarily to allow some people to shadow you and not others. To avoid that ethical problem, some actors just categorically refuse to allow shadowing. However, this doesn't mean that all voice actors and directors will refuse your request to shadow them. I've heard stories of voice actors who are happy to allow people to follow them through their workday. But you need to be aware that there are many valid reasons why an actor or director might refuse your request for apprenticeship, and you need to be prepared not to take it personally if they aren't able to accommodate you. If you find that your requests to shadow industry professionals are being refused, there is another way to gain hands-on experience. Internships. Becoming an intern can be a great way to learn about the entertainment industry from the ground up. While actors may not always respond to requests for shadowing, studios are often looking for interns to come help with their productions. Interns are people with usually little to no experience who offer their services to a studio for little to no compensation. In return, the studio allows them to help out on whatever project is in production and the intern gets to learn by observing and engaging with the creative process firsthand. Interns are basically learning on the job, so to speak. Even though most internships provide little to no compensation, they are not always easy to come by. There is often fierce competition for internships at popular studios. However, most studios will be much more likely to accept you as an intern than as a shadow. The difference between shadowing and interning is that a shadow is asking for access without giving the studio anything, whereas an intern is willing to trade work for experience. Chances are producers will be far more responsive to you if you offer your services as an intern than if you simply ask for access without offering anything in return. My advice to you is to research internships at studios that do the type of work you would like to do. Many of the larger studios in Hollywood have well-established internship programs, but even small studios can be open to the idea of interns, especially if the studio is busy with many projects. But what happens if you're unable to either shadow someone or get an internship at a studio? This brings us to our next question. Hello, Mr. Kristen. My name is Tina. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And I was wondering for 
Um, if you wanted to pursue voice acting completely, what do you think a normal schedule for voice acting would be on a daily basis? Thank you so much, and your podcast has helped me so much. Thank you, and goodbye. Hi there, Tina. You ask a great question. The problem is there is no simple answer. With most traditional professions where you are required to go to an office or some other place of work day after day, it is possible to describe what an average workday might be like. This is not the case with voice acting. Voice actors can have very inconsistent schedules, which makes it difficult to describe a typical workday for a voice actor. Ideally, voice actors want to spend as much time as possible in a recording studio being paid to voice act. However, a lot goes into being able to accomplish that goal. The truth is, much of the work in voice acting involves preparing and auditioning for roles, traveling to and from auditions and recording sessions, maintaining one's marketability, and other aspects of running one's voice acting business. I don't know if I can tell you what a typical voice actor's day might be like, but I can certainly tell you how variable my schedule as a voice actor tends to be. When I wake up in the morning, I may or may not have a job scheduled that day. If I do, I will travel to whatever studio is producing that project and record my part. Normally, a voiceover recording session does not run more than four hours. So, it is theoretically possible for me to schedule a four-hour session in the morning and another four-hour session in the afternoon to make up a full eight-hour workday. However, I rarely maintain that kind of schedule day in and day out. Even when I'm working as a main character in an American animated series, that series may only record once a week at most and rarely for more than four hours. For anime, if I'm playing a major role, I may be called in twice or even three times a week. But once a volume of four episodes is completed, I may not be called back to record again for a month or more. For games, it depends on the size of the role. But I usually don't record a game character more than once a week, no matter how big a part I may have. Therefore, I need to be hired for many, many different voice acting jobs at the same time in order to fill any work week with 40 hours of studio time. That doesn't mean that I'm idle when I'm not scheduled to be in the studio. Quite the contrary. I often have to travel around town to audition for different voiceover projects. While much of my auditioning is done in the evening from my home studio, I still get called in to record auditions either at my agent's office or at a casting director's office. I can often spend much of the day driving between different studios, where I may either be working or auditioning for different projects. When I'm not recording a role or auditioning, I spend time maintaining and developing my performance skills in order to stay competitive. I may use my free time to work on accents, develop new character voices, or stay up to date on current trends in the industry. I may take workshops or classes in order to improve my abilities. In the evening, just before my agent's office closes at 6.30 p.m., they send me emails with all the audition sides they'd like me to record for them. Most of the time, I'm expected to return my auditions as MP3 audio files to my agent by 9.30 a.m. the next morning. Sometimes these auditions require me to do extensive research on a character or story before I can give an informed and believable performance.
I may end up spending most of my evening researching, then recording and perfecting my audition in order to have the best chance of being considered for the part. Sometimes I will receive an audition during the day and be expected to get it back to my agent the same day. In those cases, my schedule has to be flexible enough so I can find the time to get in my booth, record a professional performance, and submit it to my agent within hours. Voice acting has become a fast-paced and competitive industry. Your schedule needs to be flexible and adaptable so you can be available for work and auditions. I do my best to leave my schedule as open as possible between 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on weekdays so that I'm available for studios when they need me. Studios work on very tight schedules and may only contact you one or two days before they want to have you come in and record your part. You may receive far less notice for auditions. Because of this, a voice actor's weekly calendar is constantly changing. Time management is crucial, as is detailed attention given to emails and phone messages. I hope this brief description gives you some insight into how I try to manage my own time as a voice actor. Every voice actor is different, and every voiceover niche has unique scheduling requirements. I've shared with you what it's like for myself as someone who works primarily in animation, video games, and anime. Audiobook narrators, promo announcers, and industrial voiceover actors might have very different schedules. But one thing is certain. A voice actor's day is never normal. Thanks to Justin and Tina for their great questions. If any of my listeners would like to call in with your own thoughts, thank yous, or questions, the number is 323-696-2655. Please remember to state your first name and what city in the world you're calling from before leaving your message. I'll include this call-in number in the blog post associated with this episode at voiceactingmastery.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.